I'm Julie Martella, and this is my podcast, Navigating Widowhood. I'm a home strategist, coach, and passionate researcher. I've dedicated countless hours each week to diving into the most up-to-date research, writing, and interviewing others, seeking out valuable insights on navigating our unique journey. When I find something amazing, I want you to be the first to know. Are you ready to do this? Let's go. Welcome back, my friends and navigators. I am so glad that you are here this week. And I am so excited that um, I'm answering another question today. So a few weeks ago on one of the podcasts, I answered a question. Someone wrote in to me. That sounds wrong. Sorry, Mrs. Huntington. And uh, they asked a question. And I told you, if you have a question, let me know and I will answer it. I will go do the deep dive. I will go through the research. I will talk to the people. I'll come up with an answer or a set of answers and we'll talk about it. And guess what? You guys are doing it and I'm so excited. So today's podcast is the question. And the question was, how do I let go? How do I let go of my loved one? And I, I have a lot to say about that today. I have a lot of information that I have gathered for you. But, but first of all, I want to take you into the orchard with me for a minute. This is a farm story. So if you don't like farm stories, you can fast forward by, I don't know, 15 seconds or one minute. Um, I was out walking. I was thinking about this question. And I was out walking in the orchard uh, this week. And I noticed right now, so I have a walnut orchard, and right now the trees are really heavy with fruit. So the easiest way to describe it is like a pregnant woman, right? So like we're in the seventh month of pregnancy right now. So the trees are getting heavy, the fruit is setting, things are getting bigger. And what happens is some of the trees, they've had a main branch break. So the, so you've got this beautiful tree with maybe three or four main branches and every once in a while you'll, you'll come across a tree that's had a major, a major break. Now, the break isn't complete, but it's significant. And what I noticed and what I thought about today was I thought, you know, we are like those trees. Our loved one was like one of the main arteries, the main branches in our tree system. And the love that we had and the relationship that we had broke. And so when the branch breaks, there's two things that happens. Either number one, the break is so severe that that branch dies immediately. So you might be walking in the orchard, you'll see a green tree with a big big swath of brown where the, where the broken branch is. Or the other thing that happens is the break bends the, the, um, br- the branch. And even though it's broken, it's still alive. But is it in distress? Yes. Does it need some assistance? Absolutely. Because now it's, it's because the, the tree is broke, it's been exposed to the outside, right? To the air, to bacteria, to possible mites, like all the things that could get inside of the tree and then eventually kill it. So, 
So what we have to do is we have to go in and we have to prune and we have to cut that broken piece off. We have to let it go. Because if we don't, we risk ruining the entire tree. But if we let it go and we cut that branch off and we doctor the wound so that the, when the tree, the tree breaks, it's literally called a wound. And if we dr- address the wound and we remove the broken piece, then that tree will recover and it will thrive and it will continue to grow and get big. And you will always see the place where the main branch broke. There will always be a place there where it broke, but it's not, it didn't kill the tree. And I got to thinking about that today and I thought, you know, we are just like that. And we have to let go of our broken branch before. And if we don't let go of it, it runs the risk of stunting our growth and eventually killing us for some people. And that happens. Like that's a research and proven fact. There's something called the widowhood effect and the rate of death among widowed people is significantly higher in the first three months to a year following the death of their spouse. So, so just like the tree, we have to let go. Now, why would we want to let go? When, when we have so much pain and we have such a profound sense of loss, Letting go does a few things. First of all, letting go gives yourself permission to heal, to find peace, and to live a life that isn't dominated by pain and loss. Letting go allows you to engage with the present world and to enrich your new life in new and meaningful ways. And letting go is a way to honor the love that your special person had for you and it acknowledges their desire for your happiness. Letting go doesn't mean forgetting, but it means finding a way to live again, right? You are going to be just like that tree. There will always be the sign of the horrible wound of the broken branch. There will always, that will always be there. But when you let go, you have the hope of finding a way to grow and to continue to thrive. So what does letting go mean? It does not mean forgetting. It does not mean erasing. It is not about um, staying frozen. Okay. It is about learning to live in a way that allows for happiness and new experiences. And and it's about teaching your brain, right? We've talked about this so many times. It is about teaching your brain that it's okay. It's okay to let go. If I want to ask you a question, if your spouse, if you could talk to your spouse and if you think and you wonder about your spouse or your partner, your loved one, do you ever wonder, are they happy wherever they're at? depending on your spiritual beliefs. Are they happy? And the flip side of that that we forget about is if our loved one could see us, what do you think they would ask? I think they would ask, are you happy? And they would want you 
to be happy. They would not want you to be frozen and stuck and hurting and in so much pain. They would want you to be happy. So what does it look like to let go, right? It's one thing to say, I've got to let go, but it's another thing, like, how do I do it? And I want to preface this with, again, letting go does not mean walking away from something. So in the tree analogy, we cut that branch off. But in our lives, letting go means learning to move forward. So letting go for us is addressing the wound, but moving forward. So number one, well, I'm going to say number one, but you know I'm going to forget. (laughs) So first of all, you need to start small, okay? You might want to um, change up a morning routine. You might want to rearrange a room. Small changes create big progress, okay? And a ship, do you know that a ship that changes its course by one, like if a ship leaves New York and it's on course and it changes its course by one degree, it will end up much farther south than it intended to go. We are the same way. One small change can make a big difference and letting go is about saying goodbye, right? It's about saying goodbye to all the ways that we did things together. So for example, in the example of rearranging something, a lot of people, I work with a lot of widows, a lot of widows with the bedroom. How can we make this bedroom more comfortable for you? Because that was the most intimate space in the home. Some people, they buy a new bedspread. Some people buy new sheets. Some people buy a new bed. Some people make little changes. It's a way of saying goodbye, right? I need this to change for where I am now. I'm saying goodbye. Morning routines are the same way. Maybe every morning you and your husband, maybe your husband brought you coffee every morning or made the pot, made the pot of coffee. Well, maybe the new routine is now you make the coffee or maybe you buy a little French press or the little, I have a little Italian coffee pot that sits on the stove. It looks like a little percolator. Um, you make a small change to the routine. Maybe, here's one more, maybe you go for a short walk in the morning. Maybe you used to have a morning that was kind of leisurely and slow or maybe you um, used to get up and get ready for work really fast. Maybe you set your alarm clock a half hour earlier and you go for a little walk or you do a little meditation or you try a little stretching. Something small to help you let go of the life that you used to have in order to embrace the life that you've actually been given. So when you work through the possessions that is a very tangible way of letting go. And, and that is saying goodbye to all of the physical things in the physical world. So when we do things like routines and feelings, those are all emotional things. Possessions are the uh, tangible things. So what you want to do is you want to take your time. You want to find something small to work on. Maybe you do one drawer a day. Or maybe just start with one drawer. Easiest drawer, underwear drawer. I tell this to people all the time. You want to make a big change? Clean out the underwear drawer. Because 
most underwear is pretty easy. Like you, you throw it, you, you throw it away. Or if it's your drawer and you need to shake things up for you, you go through your drawer and you keep what you like. And when it's in good condition, you throw out the rest and then you neatly put it back. And every time you open the drawer, you go, I like that for them. You throw it away. Uh, by the way, caveat here, women's bras. We talked about this the other night. I had a facilitated a widow's group. Women's bras have value. You do not need to throw those away. You can send those to a women's shelter or you can send them to a thrift store. Um, Underwear is kind of yes and no. Some people are kind of weird about underwear. Most people throw it away. However, I am going to tell you that if you wash underwear, if it's in good condition, you wash it on hot with bleach it and you put it in a Ziploc bag and you write washed and bleached, there is somebody who will use those underwear, use the underwear. So you can make the transition by starting small. You can keep the meaningful items that you, if you come across things when you're cleaning things out and you can give, like I said earlier, you can give the other things to charitable donation. And we've talked about that in other podcasts, but I wanted to talk about it within the context of learning how to let go. And that is letting go in the spiritual or in the physical world. Now, something else that you need to do, you need to look at your traditions. Traditions are a powerful way to either stay connected or let go. So maybe you start a new tradition and a new tradition could be starting a book club, volunteering. It could be traveling to a new place. I took a large trip this summer. I'd never done it before and I was terrified and I did it anyway because I needed to do something new and I needed to do something that acknowledged this is who I am at this stage in my life. And I had to let go of the things that I would have done with my husband. So letting go can be establishing a new tradition. You could look at the traditions. It could be a completely new tradition or it could be something you could look at. How do I do Thanksgiving? Is this working for me anymore? How else could I reimagine it? And remember, it can be one small thing. For Thanksgiving, it could be, I'm not making a turkey anymore. I'm making um, a ham, I'm making a steak, I'm making a vegetarian dish, or I'm ordering out. You get to decide what works for you. Now, when you start letting go, there's going to be a lot of emotions that come up, and I want you to allow yourself to grieve. You need to love yourself through this process, right? You need to love yourself as much as your person loved you. And they would have given you the time to grieve. There's a huge emotional release that comes when we let things go. You want to practice self-compassion. You want to be gentle with yourself, right? It's okay to cry. I used to tell my girls, we have a season pass on crying and we have an option to renew. So we, we might be sitting, we would be sitting at the local Mexican restaurant and something would come up and we would cry. And for a moment, somebody at the table might be or feel a little embarrassed and they were worried that people are looking at us. And I was like, no, we get a season pass on crying and we have the option to renew because we're being gentle with ourselves. And I want you 
to be gentle with yourself. The next thing you can do is you can work on opening yourself up to either new relationships or reconnecting with others. There's many times, many, and I'm sure that many of you will agree, there are so many relationships that fall by the wayside after our loved one dies. Either people are uncomfortable, we might scare them, right? Some people used to think that, I don't know, if they talk to me, they might catch it. Like death was contagious. Some people just don't know what to say. And some people, they've just moved on with their lives. And it's not, you know, the the nuclear bomb that went off in our life did not go off in their life. And that's okay. But this might be a time when you are letting go. This might be a time to revisit some of those relationships or to form new relationships. This could be companionship. This could be a new friendship. This could be a mentorship. Oh my goodness. Can we talk about that for a second? Having an older widow to mentor you is invaluable. And by older, I do not mean their biological age. I mean how many years they have from the time of death. So I, my husband died six years ago. I am six years old. I am in a beautiful position to mentor widowed people who are one years old and two and three and four years old. However, I am also beautifully positioned to be mentored by those who are older than me, who are maybe seven years out or 10 years out or even 20 years out. I need to hear from them. So Finding those relationships, having an openness to relationships, you can think of it as adding new chapters to your story, to the book of your life, right? The death of your loved one, that was like a whole part, like part whatever of your book, and it was horrible. But to move forward, we have to be willing to write new chapters. And maybe one of those chapters is, I opened myself to a new relationship or I reconnected with friends. And the last thing, I might've already said the last thing, but the other last thing, how about that, is connecting with organizations and service, uh, social groups and services. You need to get out of the cave. Our home becomes a cave. Getting out of the cave, going back to church, If you're not a church person, going to a social group, finding a meetup group, joining a walking group. Earlier, we talked about forming a book club. If you don't want to form a book club, join a book club. Finding ways to get connected is a gentle step in the process of letting go. All right? Now, I want to end this with an acknowledgement that it takes a lot of courage and strength to even consider letting go after such a profound loss. And if you are very recent in your widowed journey, it may not be time for you to let go because you still need to process this huge loss. And and you want to take the time to do it well as a sign of love for both yourself and for the love that you had with your person. The goal is not to forget, but the goal is to find a way 
to carry the love and the memories forward as you continue to live, right? Go back to the tree. The goal for the tending to the tree and taking care of the the big broken branch is to help that tree have a good life and to continue to grow and to bear fruit and to protect it. The same goes for you. All right? You are in a difficult season of your life, my friends. There's no, there is no way around it. There's, you can't dig around it. You can't run away from it. The only way to get through it is to go through the fire, to walk through the middle and keep taking one step at a time. And when you get to the other side, you have done, you know, you, you give yourself a pat on the back. You did a job well done. You did the hard thing. And then, and only then, then it's time to consider how can I let go of this paralyzing grief that has gripped me? How do I let go of that and move forward so that I can enter the next chapters of my life? And my friends, you can do this. And as always, I'm here to help. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, go to the podcast and leave me a review. And remember, if you have a question that you think should be in the podcast, send me a message at julie at navigatingwidowhood.com. Who knows, maybe you will be the next episode. Thank you.